welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives, according to our mums. I'm Danny And I'm Elise. And on this week's episode, we're looking into Instagram and yet another update from them. Uh, the Iconic has teamed up with Aerobe. And there's some impressive content from luxury brands on TikTok, which we're pretty excited to chat about. And we're also chatting about CF Montreal and what happens when a business rebrands and their fans absolutely hate it. But first day, what you been up to, Gail? Uh, what have I been up to? Well, uh, today I had I had a, a client meeting. I had a um, little website wireframe meeting. Mm, nice. Um, that went well. It was positive feedback. So I was like, had the the pre-meeting nerves, but now I'm in the post-meeting just happies. Happies. <laughs> yeah, the post-meeting happies. So I mean, because it went well, yep. wouldn't be that happy if it didn't go well. But yeah, it went well. So that was. That's good. And that's my little win for the week. Um, what else? I oh, I was looking at our listener analytics oh, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have, please, please tell. We have new listeners in Singapore. Yay! Hi, Singapore. Um, so I was very excited to see that. I really want to go to Singapore. I've never been. I also can we go? Yeah, let's go. I mean, I'll go. Absolutely, we'll go. Interesting. I mean, I think I told you that my new goal since becoming into F1 is that I want to go to the no. Singapore Grand Prix. So. You did, absolutely you did. So we can do I mean, that. We can do that. And then like, I don't know, you can go shopping. No, I want to go shopping. Yeah, you can just you, you just come along to the come. F1. <laughs> I'm ditching the kids. I'm all in. Let's Excellent. do it. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bit exciting. We're still, still, there's such a monopoly in the USA. I don't know why. We have way more US listeners than Australian listeners. It's very interesting because when I look at my in- analytics for my website, mm-hmm. Same. US tops the charts. Like unless, nah, not that many people must be using, what is it called? Uh, VPN? Is that what it's called when you like hide where you oh, are? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that many people would be using them. I don't think so. Yeah. So there's just like one town in USA that we've just got like hundreds of downloads from. I don't know why. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, America. I don't, I should, I should have checked. No, I think it was, I think it was like Virginia, maybe. I think that's where it was. I don't know what people in Virginia say. I can't like throw a g'day out there because mm. I don't know what they say. <laughs> yeah, look, don't because I'll probably red flag you. They should, if you listen from Virginia, please message us on Instagram and, and tell us about <laughs> tell us about your town. <laughs> um, all right, what else? I picked up a book again. I'm finally reading again. I feel like I've got over my can only consume old <laughs> stuff mood. Yep. And I'm, uh, so I picked up, it's, the next book in the series I was reading and eh. okay when we say the series you're reading is this the fairies this is a different fairy so if people remember (laughs) the last fairy series I read I hated you did I mean it wasn't really a fairy it was like lots of mythical I hated it it was so bad and then in my objective opinion and then this one this series I was like yeah like the first book was like decent Mm-hmm. I'd probably, okay. I think I gave it maybe like a three out, three out of five stars. 3.5 okay, stars. I thought you were going to say out of ten. Okay, no, no, so that's, that's more promising. Yeah, okay. And then I'm reading this and I'm like, ah, oh, it's good, but I'm not like, I'm not obsessed with it. It's probably mm-hmm. still a three out of five. And I'm like, mm, do I keep reading? I don't know. It's a long series. I think there's about like eight books in it or something. Ooh, so I'm like, if I'm not enjoying it at book two. Maybe but I what should if it bail. Picks up, it might, like. and and there's like sometimes I get a little bit of book content on TikTok, and there's a guy on there who just read I think the next book in the series, and he was like, "This is amazing, so good." I'm like, maybe you should read the spoilers. 
Yeah. To see if you're going to be into it. True. I might do that. Just like a little bit. I'll do that. Just get a little gist of what yeah. the spoiler is. I'll do spoilers. Yeah. I can do that. At least then you're not going to waste like. True. How many days reading a book that you're going to hate? Very true. All right. I'll do that. Thank do you. That. Thank you for the advice. Yeah. I mean, I love a spoiler. I'll spoil anything. <laughs> Uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, not a lot. I also had a little win this week. Um, the project I was talking about last week that I scoped for, I won. So, hooray! New <laughs> project coming in, which is excellent. Um, I also got back into reading over the long weekend. What did you read? Um, I read Ghost by Dolly Alderton. Alderton. I've, I've heard of her. Yeah. Has she written a few things? Yes. Yep, Okay. Really loved it. It nice. was so fluffy, so okay. enjoyable. Fluffy. I wouldn't have picked that from the title Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, look, if it was the title Ghost and it actually meant that, there's no way I was reading that. I get nightmares. <laughs> I would not be reading a scary book. No, but it was it was really good. Nice. I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like being ghosted on Tinder or uh, like dating apps. Gotcha. That kind of ghosting. Yeah. Interesting. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Other nice. than that, nothing really new for me. Nice. Yeah. So should we jump into our first little segment, which is... What a cooler child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it away, eh? All right, so I'm interested to see if anyone else has found this. So the other day or the other week on the pod, we were talking about how Instagram had updated their layout. They, they called it like their immersive layout. It uh, looked slightly like TikTok. Um well, so I had that on my personal account. I've got like a few accounts, a few like business accounts on my Instagram. And I noticed that the business accounts didn't have that. It was just my personal account where it was like, I guess I was part of the testing. It's gone. I went to my personal account and it's back to the old layout. It's really strange. Excellent. Like, yes, it is excellent because <laughs> I didn't like the previous layout. I wonder if it's like just like a planned part of their testing where they give it to people, see kind of what their reaction is yeah like see if people like it see if they're still engaged see if they stop using the app and then you know they've finished that phase and they're giving me back the old one I don't know but I feel like it's a very quick phase very quick I think I had it for maybe like two weeks tops Mm, because this feels like you kind of just adjust to it and get used to it and then like no 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 and like I kind of had got used to it and then like because now on the immersive layout you kind of like flick the to scroll screen to the yep and you like flick it as hard as you want and it like jumps to the next post yeah whereas now like if you flick you're it with your, all your might yeah exactly so i'm like oh now i've got to readjust so i don't love the changing and changing back mm-hmm. i kind of wish they would just pick one because i had started to get used to it but i definitely prefer the old layout well put it this way everything looks much better in the old layout because yes. you don't have the weird bars at the top yeah. and the bottom and the terrible gradient that was a little bit too impactful on post yep but now i wonder like some people had started to you know we talked about how like people were using putting up like their yeah, posts as like reels and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so now it's like oh well now you gotta adjust again yeah. It's a little bit annoying. A little bit of terrible user experience, but I guess through Instagram they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can. I just wonder if this is like, maybe, maybe they're just giving up on it. I doubt it, but <laughs> I guess time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next one on our water cooler chat. So the Iconic has teamed up with Aerobe. I am saying that right, right? I read it as Aerobe. Yeah, okay, Because it's like wardrobe, but air. Aerobe. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So the other night while I was late night scrolling on the Iconic, which as, I... As we do. I do it 
often. I actually had to delete that app because <laughs> it's just, I just spend way too much time on it. Anyway, I seen a little promo box come up to say that they're teaming up with them. And it's basically the idea that if you buy a product through the iconic, you can then you can create an account automatically with Aero, but it also will link straight to Aero where you can either rent, resell or recycle the product when you finish with it. With it. I think that is a really excellent idea, but I also hate that the fact that you have to buy it from the iconic to get yeah. it linked through there. Mm, true. Like to I make wonder, that, that connection. I wonder if they have other partners. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see, but like I think it's a really clever idea because I have so much, like so many clothes. Yeah, it's well, yeah, for sure. Like if you, um, like if you know that you would, like once you're finished with something, you're not going to wear it a crazy amount. You know that you're gonna probably want to donate it at the end anyway it's a great great option it's really like closing that loop like making Mm. sure that then like the iconic isn't contributing as much to fashion waste i'm into it yeah i'm into it too and And also like the fact that clothes are generic like very expensive nowadays like yeah i buy a dress I mean, I could scale my spend back a little bit, but like I'm spending between 400 to like 700 on a dress, on a dress or Is like this for an occasions? outfit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like for an, for occasion. So yeah. like a wedding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to spend that much. Please do not judge me. <laughs> I just do. And like, I will wear it once. Yeah. I'm okay. that person. Yeah. I might wear it twice, give yeah. or take. It depends mm-hmm. who's at the, fun- the functions I'm going <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. Have people seen it? <laughs> yeah. Like I like the idea that, if I am buying a designer product from the Iconic that I know I probably am only going to wear once, I like the idea that I would then be able to flick it up, either make money off it yeah. by renting it out more than once yeah, or just fully resell it. Well, the renting part is really interesting to me because, like, obviously there's businesses that already do that, like mm. you, the, you know, dress rental places. So the idea that, yeah, you could buy a, like, an expensive dress – and then you don't even need to like hire it yourself. You can be the one to buy it and then hire it out. Really into that idea. Yeah. I wonder how how many people are using that feature. I, I like. I wonder how they set the standard like of dry cleaning and like well, all that, that as well. because like I want a dress that's clean. If yeah. I'm using that service, I want it cleaned like dry cleaned after someone absolutely else and it. and, and also off, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and also for the reselling, I want to know that like that it's in good nick and and it's clean when I get it. So definitely we'll be interested to see how it plays out and how popular it is. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, given how bloody successful and enormous the Iconic is, I can't see it not taking off. Yeah, I agree. Big fan of the Iconic. Take all my money. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call you daddy. (laughs) That's directed at the Iconic. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's a founder that would appreciate that. I hope that their founders aren't like 70 year old men. I don't want your money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we move on to our next story? Quickly, quickly. Okay. So, uh, our next story is about uh, TikTok and luxury brands. So, uh, we have mentioned in the past a little bit about um, some impressive ads that we've seen on TikTok from luxury brands like Gucci. There's been some very like natural kind of good fitting uh collabs Mm -hmm. with different like influencers which we thought were quite good so i saw the other day um gucci posted an ad with francis bourgeois 
if people don't know who Elmate Francis is, he's he's the train guy on TikTok. <laughs> he's the one that train watches and he's got his little GoPro on his head and it gives a very, very flattering angle of his face. I um, bet it does. <laughs> so uh, previously, Gucci and Francis have already collaborated. Back in January, they did an ad for the Gucci and the North Face collab. Yep. And the theme was like all trains, like they're at a train station. He was a train conductor. It was very on brand. Um, and people frothed it. So I was reading an article on Glossy and the head of luxury partnerships at TikTok, which I kind of can't believe is a role, but of course it is. It makes so much sense, but like, that's really cool. So much sense. Um, her name is Christina Carasoulis, I think is how you say it. Um, so she uh, was talking about how the TikTok did a live stream, I think launching the Gucci North Face collab. And there were heaps of celebrities there like Rihanna. And the number one comment coming through was, where's Francis? So like... People cared more about Francis than Rihanna. Like, that's wild. <laughs> so um, Gucci recruited Francis again for they've got another collab this time with Adidas. Interesting. And so this is the ad I saw the other day and it's like, it looks like a home movie. Very, like, low production, very low quality. Like, I guess it was shot on a really high quality camera, but very low quality look. Yeah. Um, in it, like, Francis at a skate park, <laughs> skate park and he's on his scooter and he, like, puts on the... Gucci added us collab um and then he goes to the launch event and there's a band there playing and it's wet leg and mm-hmm. I personally had not heard of wet leg before that's probably like me showing my lack of being up with the times but look I'm with you there so don't worry I had I only heard of them like a couple of weeks ago because Harry Styles did a <laughs> of course <laughs> did a BBC <laughs> live lounge cover of their song uh wet dream and so the like within the space like three weeks ago that happened they wet leg went viral on tiktok and like i saw that song everywhere and in that space they've also created this ad for um for gucci and adidas like i can't it's too much of a coincidence they would have just had wet leg at the at the launch event they must have like they went viral and then they hired them for that so like for them to turn this around that quickly and be like that relevant and topic like timely I was like, oh my goodness, this is such a good ad. Like, well done. Francis is there. Wet Leg is there. Gucci is there. Great. I just think they're nailing it. I think I think so too. I really love that Gucci, like, has these collabs with, like, the North Face and Adidas. Yeah, me too. It's... Sorry, that was a fly. Okay. <laughs> Very it's just d- a fly. deadly fly over there. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, I, f- I feel like it's part of that, like... Uh, you, I don't know. We've talked about how like the pro- demographics and the entry level. Yeah, the like, entry level products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just opening up a whole different demographic. Demographic. I'm so into it. Yeah, me too. I really enjoy it. Gucci's just nailing it. Also, the tie into the Ryan Reynolds here jumping on board, marketing things so quickly. <laughs> yes. Trends. Lo- love some good marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Okay, moving on to our main chat, where we're going to chat about CF Montreal their rebrand again and the impact it has had or the impact negative feedback has had on this mm-hmm. whole, whole brand. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So one of the teams in America's major league soccer launched a rebrand just the other day. Um, the reason that this really caught A's eye mm-hmm. was because they only rebranded 18 months ago. So from an outsider position, it is a terrible look. doesn't look great. Just to rebrand so quickly, yeah. Like obviously they haven't had their brand pillars and goals set out, or well, I feel like maybe they did. It's just that they, they just haven't. Such, I, such I feel like bad. they haven't stuck to them, which is the 
Yeah, that's the, true. So the problem I have come with, out with an out, like an output of a brand yeah. that is, hasn't resonated with them, maybe. Exactly. So um, the initial rebrand was back in January 2021. So that's the 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. So at the time, they also changed their name, which was pretty pretty huge. Mm-hmm. So they used to be called Montreal Impact and they changed to CF Montreal, which is all of their stuff is in French. I Okay. I, I am just really betraying my complete <laughs> lack of world knowledge here. I assume Montreal is a French speaking part of Canada. Um so all of their all of their club stuff is written in French. So mm-hmm. CF Montreal is Club de Foot aka Football Club Montreal. So they also launched a whole new uniform, like the new logo, everything. Um, And they faced some pretty intense backlash. So first of all, people were not happy about the design, but they also weren't happy about the name change. So they've been called Montreal Impact since 1993. So people were attached to this name. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they went for a complete brand rebrand yeah so they yeah not just like a refresh so I was looking into it and apparently the reason for dropping because like people just called them impact yep and so they were trying to make sure that they were relevant on like a global stage and people don't hear the word impact and like understand what that means in any like they don't think that's referring to a football club Mm -hmm. so they decided to change it to CF Montreal because then people drop it to Montreal and well people know the the football club. Yeah, people know Montreal as a place. Mm-hmm. So that's why they changed the name, which, like, I think is reasonable. I think it also, like, it, it fits in with the theme of, like, what soccer and football clubs are called these days. Yeah, absolutely it does. So I don't have a problem with that. To be honest, I don't have a problem with a lot of what they did. It's the fans that had a problem with <laughs> it. <laughs> so let's talk about the logo. So the logo that they updated from was... Look, it's not stunning. (laughs) I can see why they rebranded. So the previous logo was a shield with a blue background. At the bottom it has blue and black stripes. It's got up the top a fleur-de-lis. It's got four stars. It's got the phrase. Mm, I did Google how to say this. I'm not, I don't want to say it. I'm just going to say the translation because I can't speak French, which means (laughs) anything to win. Okay. I think it's like. Choose poor gun, yay. Someone like that. That was very Australian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard a bogan French person? <laughs> it is Elise. Yeah. Um, and then also just their name, Montreal Impact. Yep. So I f- it, it doesn't look very modern. The text looks a little bit distorted to me. Like it's kind of it almost looks stretched. It does, yep. It's, it's got like a, they've used that command transform thing on, <laughs> yeah, on Photoshop when you try to mock like, things up. Yeah, to make it look like it's kind yeah. of wrapping around the shield. Uh, it's got a bunch of gradients. I can't believe So they've had this logo since 2012. I can't believe that was made in 2012. It looks even dated for 2012. Yeah, look, I agree there. I'm not into it. There's just – there is so many gradients going on. That like too many. bomb to print. That's what I was thinking. Like how do you even begin to print that on things? Like you would have to flatten it for uniforms and for embroidery. There's like four gradients going on there. <laughs> like I can I can almost cop the gradients that are trying to make it look like metal, like the grays. Like a, like a chrome. Like yep, a chrome. I get it. 
I d- the gradient that's like at the bottom over the stripes. I don't know why. Yeah, why is it dark? There? Like I don't know why you had to distinctively put that there. Like there's nothing yeah. that you need to make stand out there. They're black lines on a blue background. Yeah, and the fonts just feel a little bit, especially like the Montreal Impact. They just don't feel very strong. No, they feel very um, like Microsoft Wordy. Yeah, they're just a bit. It's a, eh. it's a serif font. Yeah, it's like a slab serif, isn't it? Like yeah. a little, but like quite thin. One of them's quite thin. And yeah, just the, the tails are in all the wrong spots. What's that? Yeah. M? It's just really, it's, <laughs> it's just underwhelming. It's it a very underwhelming it logo. Is. So anyway, in <laughs> January 2021, they decided to rebrand. It was a good choice, in my opinion, because the new logo was a lot better. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the new logo. So it's a round bad shape. Yep. It's got it's black with a little blue ring around the outside. The whole background is kind of black. And then in grey over the top there is four M's and eight arrows, which together form a snowflake, which is quite delightful to look at i think it's delightful too. and then it's on very the, abstract it is and the, yeah it's just it's that kind of design where it's like really minimal simple but like meaningful it's impactful. that just like cuts through i love it mm-hmm. um it's also got two little fleur de laces on the sides and the words club to foot montreal so along with the new logo they did a whole brand identity like merchandise like every sort of merch you could want shirts scarves beanies hats um, they did a whole new color palette, new brand fonts, and they did a website, which is also really snazzy, really modern, kind of like really evokes that sporty vibe. I'm so into the branding. I love the branding. Really, really excellent. So I think like there's, you know, there's little elements about it that I could like critique. I feel like the, I don't know if the fleur de lis has kind of like matched the boldness of the, the snowflake. snowflake. Yeah. yeah, like that I'm not so sold on. But overall, and, and, and you know, the grey is a little bit dull. I'm not so into the grey on black. I feel like it could have been more of the blues as opposed to the bl- grey and black, maybe some white. But overall, like I think it's a lovely design on the, like the, the team kits, like the uniform. It looks really nice. Like there's... They've kind of created a bit of a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. I love the typeface. So, yeah, the on like the website and stuff. Yeah, yeah, really lovely. It is great. Or oh, the only my only comment is it makes me just think of a um, hockey team, ice hockey team. Okay, interesting. Like I don't know why I, I just think it is that kind of brand. It's so strong and yeah. like the snowflake is so prominent. Like. Mm-hmm. I know we can see the M's and like all that, but I don't Mm. think that would be like, not many people would see that. No, you'd need it pointed out to you. Yeah. The snowflake is what's most prominent, which is just like a really nice connection to Montreal. Yeah, absolutely it is. So I think it's overall like a really successful brand. Um, Yeah, they really thought of everything and pulled it out. Like together it looks, I think, I love it. Yeah, I'm really into it. I think, and, and, you know, we're forever banging on that a logo isn't a brand. And when you take the logo and put it on everything else and you see it in context, it's such a good brand. Mm-hmm. And like when you see it in context of the merchandise and the website and everything, you can actually see why it makes sense for it to be so simple. Yep. Like it wouldn't actually work as well if it was a really complex logo design. No, not at all. It would not. Mm-mm. So unfortunately... <laughs> 
The fans didn't agree. So I feel like this is, when I was thinking about it, I was like, it's different. Like if you had like Google or something rebrand, people use it. So they feel, they would feel, they'd have an opinion if they rebrand, but they don't feel the same ownership. I feel like people have such ownership over their sports brand, over their team. I agree. It it is such a, like, I was saying to my husband the other day, like soccer fans. Yeah, soccer especially. They're just... They're next level. They're, yeah. they're so, like, engaged and, like, blood on the line kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, it affect, whatever you do to the team affects the supporters yeah. in a way. Like, yep. it is just that kind of connection. They're just so into it. Yeah. I was, I'm actually reading at the moment, um, Sophie Keisha put out a memoir. Oh, yeah. And in it, she talks about how um, when she was a kid and her dad was coaching for the Adelaide Crows. Yep. And like they their house would get egged they would have journos like harassing them out the front they would have people come up to them in the street and just like curse out her dad in front of her like so like she was getting bullied just because like they blamed her dad for the team's performance like sports fans are just some other breed (laughs) they are next level they are so competitive yeah and they're just diehard yeah so I feel like that passion came out when they all saw the the rebrand yep. for Montreal. They just got they got so much negative backlash. So so vocal on Twitter and everything. People were not happy. Well, like I did read that people I mean it makes sense. People got tattoos. Yeah. Of the the old yeah. the old branding. Which and is And then when crazy. the new ones are coming out like oh I, I just don't think I could ever be into something so much that I would want to get it tattooed on my body. Certainly not a sports logo, <laughs> like not no. a team's logo. Get just a soccer ball. Yeah, but buy a scarf. That's not going to – it's not permanently attached to you. I just – But that's just like emphasising again, like the commitment the supporters have um, for their 100%, team. 100%. 100%. I mean, you've got to be passionate about something. If you do. <laughs> I just don't understand. Why. Like I'm, I'm not knocking it. Like you – I mean – there's got to be a line. Don't like, I don't know, don't harass people like people did to Sophie Keisha. But like, if you're passionate about that, that's wonderful. I just don't understand why people give like fans of boy bands a bad rap. Like, yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing. Elise has a secret tattoo of Harry Styles on her butt. <laughs> yeah. It says 1D forever. Oh my God. <laughs> it doesn't. That'd be really sad because they weren't forever. <laughs> There's also two, two ways you could look at that. <laughs> I mean, come on, eh? I missed that completely. You did. But, like, tatted yeah, on your yeah, butt. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you make that connection? Because my mind isn't in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mine is. All the time. <laughs> okay. So, moving on. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's fast forward to last month, Let's eh? do it. What happened last month? So last month, the club announced that they were rebranding yet again. Mm -hmm. And it is just, like you said, it's bizarre. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. So I think, Jordan, let's talk about the new branding. Let's do it. Okay. Hang on. Let me open it just so I can refer it. So, I mean, now that I look at it, I do love this. I love it too. Um, So again, we've got the circle symbol. Like the logo is in the circle. We've gone back to the, I can't say what the flower is. The fleur de Fleur de lis. Lis. It's got my name in it. Oh, it does too. You're beautiful. Lis. That must mean lily because lis means lily. 
in French. So it's a lily flower. <laughs> it doesn't look like one. It looks like in- a symbol of like a card deck. It's like that shape is like very common in, I don't know, I feel like it's in every like mm. old timey show. <laughs> I'm really so, just like showing yeah. how much research I put into what a fleur de lis is. <laughs> Let's go back to the logo. Let's. Um, so it's another shield. A shield has now come back into it in the mm-hmm. middle of this um, logo. We're not using as many gradients, but we're mm-hmm. using like a two tone kind of look within mm-hmm. the fleur de lis. Yes. Fucking yeah. <laughs> so we've got whites, greys, blues and blacks. Yes. Um, we've come back to the establishment date of 1993 mm-hmm. added in here. Yeah. And But, however, we mm-hmm. have kept the new brand name. Yes. CF Montreal. Yeah. Glad they at least stuck to their guns on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, the blue, the impact blue is the same colour. So they've gone yeah. back to the same blue. So they, they, I feel like they really, really made sure that they gave lots of nods to fans in this. So the blue is like their their brand color so if people remember we were saying that the new logo is like black as Mm -hmm. a base with just a little blue ring so they've brought so much blue back into this they even said like that was I think they said that was their color when they got like uh, they won the championship so it's like very meaningful so they added the date in to kind of hark back so apparently the this team predates the um, American Soccer League okay right so I feel like putting that date in there is just like solidifying like how kind of the amount of heritage that comes mm-hmm. along with the brand. So lots of little nods to yeah. actually, I don't think the blue, no, I think the stripes are from their championship win. That was okay, what their right. kit was at the time. So it's kind lots of like of a, like a refresh of the old brand. It is. It's the lo- first brand. It's a lot like the previous, previous brand. Yeah. So I'm just like, there's a little quote on here that the team heard them loud and clear. So I'm assuming they're referring to the fans they and are. they're nodding back to going back to the old ways. Yes. So the new logo has been so well received. <laughs> so I looked, I was like, I need to see what people are saying. I went onto their Facebook page to see like the post announcing it. I have never seen such a positive Facebook comment section. Really? Like I think about 95% of commenters were like yes this is so good it's beautiful so well executed like honors our heritage we love it and people were like I'm absolutely gonna buy the new merchandise like people were so on board I couldn't believe it of course they were because they got what they wanted yeah they did but so I'm not like I feel like they I don't know they could they could have done another iteration and people wouldn't have loved it but I feel like people were kind of just gonna love it because they they complained and then they were listened to. Mm. I feel like it's more about the fact that they changed it than what it actually looks like. Yeah. Maybe. That's just my theory. Um, but I'm not sure if they're actually doing the rest. So, like, their current website is still the old branding, It or, you know, the interim branding. Yeah, the, in the middle. Yeah, the middle branding. Yeah. Um, and it's got the logo, the older logo on there. So I'm not sure if they're... Going oh, to like the older, older logo. No, no, no. no it's got logo. the middle one. Okay. So I'm not sure if they're going to like change the whole, change all of the collateral and everything, or if they're just changing the logo yet to be determined. I mean, I feel like they, 18, like, I know we're just talking about Instagram and how quickly they changed back to like reverting to a previous 
version of Instagram. Yeah. I just, even 18 months, I don't feel is enough time to really set stone a brand before changing it. Like they, no. they just wanted to please their fans. They, they did. They just want, they just threw everything out the window, you know, and they're like, you know what, we're getting so much backlash. This is not good for our brand. Yeah. Let's make it what the people want to see. I hate that. So do I. I hate that. Like, I feel like because they have lots of fans, like, yes, there's going to be opinions on it no matter what they do, but you have to be prepared for that. You go into a rebrand when you're that visible and you know there's going to be negative feedback. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with bowing to that pressure. No, either do I. Most brands, like anytime a big company rebrands or refreshes, there are negative comments and it's in the news for like a week and then people move on. Mm-hmm. And these guys didn't move on. They like they listened mm-hmm. to the pressure. So I'm like, I wonder how soon after. So like they announced that they got heaps of negative backlash. How soon do you reckon they were like, we've got to change this? Like I don't know if they. Well, it'd be it'd be like for a big brand like this, it would be like a six to twelve month process, right? Like I feel like it would take a long time to go through because they would have done. I'm sure they did a lot of consulting with their fans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did a lot of research. So it would have been a big project. So given it was 18 months ago, it can't have been that long into it that they decided. I no. feel like within either weeks or maybe a couple of months they were they had decided. Yeah, I agree. It's such a shame. It is a shame because I actually really liked the old branding. I mean, they might keep elements of it. Maybe they'll keep the website and just add the new badge into there. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like it would... It would People are mad about the logo, not about the look the and feel look. of everything else. Yeah. So I feel like they should just kind of like save money and time where they can and just keep the old stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's very quick to swap out a PNG of the brand. Right. <laughs> the badge. Yeah. But not so quick to change all of their merch. They've got to change no, it on yeah. every bit of merch oh, on all of the, the cost, the jerseys, the, yeah, the kits. Oh, I just can't even imagine the amount of money that they have, they are losing from this. It even go as far as to like probably I don't know do, do places still get their logo put onto the field? Yeah, they would. A hundred percent on their stadium, they would have oh, it. Well, there'd be so much stuff around the stadium that they would have to change again. But so this is the thing, right? They like talk about how the decision to do it is like through consultation with like fans, the board, like so many different players. I'm like, that is what's the what's the phrase like decision by committee or whatever, like. Mm-hmm no good decision is made when there is like that many fingers in the pie. No, not at all. In our experience, the best, like most smooth, successful brands, it's like you have made like maximum three stakeholders you're dealing with. Like the more stakeholders there are that are making decisions, the worse your product will be, the worse Mm -hmm. your brand will be. And the more complicated you make the whole process. Yeah. So just like the, yeah, having to appease that many people, like the fact that it was a decision made by consulting that many people, I'm like, oh, that's just such a shame. It is. I agree. Like you you decided to like cave to the pressure rather than honouring your previous decisions. Like you made those decisions for a reason, unless there is a really, really good reason and negative backlash isn't one for me. Mm-mm. You shouldn't, you shouldn't backtrack on them. No. I just, I can't I imagine. I feel like you need to stand firm, like yeah, stand firm, like stick, stick to your guns. Like this is why we did it. Yeah, exactly. And sp- kind of explain that. I mean, I guess not your every per- everyday person would understand like the kind of thinking that goes into why a rebrand happens and the need for a rebrand. Yeah. And the decisions that were made. So I guess like, 
I don't know if they really put a lot of effort into like rationalizing yeah. to the fans like well this is why because we see this amount of growth happening for like the the league yeah and like the team within the league like I don't know I yeah I not a fan no. not a fan and and just to throw it because I'm uh, I'm positive that the designers that did it did so much research like it's it's such a huge project to get you wouldn't be half-assing that no No, not a chance like you'd be putting in so much research so much competitor analysis so much industry analysis they would have had so many good reasons for what they did and to throw that all away is just oh like i'm devastated for the designers (laughs) you would be so dirty you'd be so gutted i mean at the end of the day they still would have got paid but yeah. If you're passionate about that brand that you presented and that you got over the line, imagine that. Just be like, oh, no, just kidding. And imagine you had your, your 18 months of fame. Yeah. Imagine then like telling people, I designed the logo that was so widely panned that they dropped it. Gutted. Yeah. Absolutely gutted, I would be. Just very disappointed. It is, but it's not the first time that a club in the league has rebranded. No. Um, in 2019, the Chicago Fire team rebranded and then a year later they renounced, announced another rebrand due to public backlash. So it is the fans. It's, it's very, the, yeah, and it's similar timing because, like, uh, Montreal announced it, like, a couple months ago. So it's pretty, pretty much the exact same timing. After about a year they announced it. And so now Chicago Fire is using their new brand. To be fair... Their in-between branding, their logo, mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> <laughs> so not that much of a loss. But, uh, yeah, that just the flip-flopping. And then also in last year the Columbus crew team rebranded and a week later they changed. So they, I think they changed the logo. In the new logo they dropped a bunch of things. Like they dropped the word crew. They dropped an element that people loved. And so a week after they did this rebrand, they added back in the old elements from the previous logo that people were like sad to miss. Like imagine mm-hmm. you've redesigned this logo and then someone says, oh, can you just like add these, like not even do it again, add old bits in from the, oh, adding, add, <laughs> adding parts. Just tagging them on. Yeah, just like there's no, like I would rather you tell me I hate it start from scratch than, oh, can you just add in these little bits? Like, no, it works as it is. If you want new things, you need a new logo. <laughs> I agree. Just a <laughs> oh, bit rough for those designers. Absolutely. It it is. I would be very hesitant to take on a sports team brand after this. Yeah, no. Knowing I, how bad the feedback is. Wouldn't want a part of it at no. all. No. Um, it's also funny because it reminded me. So I remember last year um, the A-League over here mm-hmm. rebranded and, again, very negative feedback right away. Um, people just f- plainly did not like the logo, but they also thought it looked like a bunch of other logos. And so if people have may or may not have seen it, it's like a diagonal line and a like- circle on the opposite side. It's meant to look like an A, but it's made from a circle and a line. It's an abstract A. Yeah, it is a very abstract A. I assume the circle is meant to be a soccer ball. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And a goalpost. <laughs> oh, yeah, goalpost. That, that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say a leg. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, or a something. leg. It could be yeah. either of those things. Um, so, but, like, everything around the logo was beautiful. Like, it's a very lovely brand. Love all the collateral. It's just the, the logo that people... Use. Yeah, the colours are strong. Um, yep, she's nice. But 
What I like is that the A-League did not listen to the negative feedback. They just kept on with their new branding and it's still around. Like, yes, good on you, A-League. I really hope you don't, like, change your mind in the future. Keep it for a while. It's a good brand. I'm just reading a comment here. (laughs) (laughs) So someone has posted that still can't get over the A-League's logo is just the logo I made in five minutes for a Vector AI, our startup, before we rebranded upside down. I mean, you made it after you seen it. Like, he flipped it so it looked like this. Right. Mate, God, people suck. Look, but it, and then it, he goes on to say it's a very lazy logo. <laughs> you bet it's his logo. <laughs> Look, I think, like, yes, it is very, 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 very simple. Other people could come up with this logo because it's not so wildly unique that, like, you couldn't recreate it. Mm-hmm. But it works in the broader context of the brand. Well, that's the thing, right? They're not just creating a logo. They've created a whole brand identity to Uh go with, like a brand suite. Yep. To go with this. They've created a brand experience. They have. And I just did a blog post about this. Go go read it, guys. (laughs) But like... It's different because they've created this brand experience that is going to roll out to everything. Yeah. It is not just this guy's one logo that yeah. he's used once. Like there is different brand elements that are tied in throughout numerous amount of collateral yep. to create this brand. 100%. People fixating on the logo, you're just showing that you don't understand what you're talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And also that guy called himself a designer. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm so into them sticking with it. I think you don't like listen to the bad the bad feedback and then start from scratch. You bring if it's if you know that you've got a really big audience, bring them into the consultation process, take them along, get their input when you're doing the research and the before you design. And if people then have backlash, you can be like, well, look, we tested this with our audience. People do really love it once they understand like all of the meaning, Um, you know, we know that you guys are going to love it too. Just give it time. Like you, you, that's how you do it. You don't just backflip on all of your, like you did those, you made those decisions for a reason. Don't just like flip flop. Mm. It'd be really interesting to actually see like, um, like throughout that whole surveying process, I wish like you, they would put like videos up, like of the most diehard fans, bringing Mm -hmm. them in Mm -hmm. and like showing them and seeing what the actual reaction is. Because then you can be like, look at this guy. Yeah. He's so into the brand, like the, not the brand, but like the league. And he understands what we're putting in front of him. And then like use those people to launch it, like give them early access to the merchandise or whatever. Like, like, like tell them, Hey, you get, you, you can announce it on your Twitter, like d- involve those people yeah, so that created like a more human element. Like it, it, it makes it become more emotional and ties in when people see it from the everyday Joe blow that is similar to them. Exactly. Make them your brand advocate, like get them on your side so that it's not just you trying to sell it to your audience. They're selling it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like Getting someone like that that might also have there would be people out there that have an influence on like a thousand on these things like bring them in get them involved in the whole rebrand because that's really going to sell it to your audience a thousand percent okay I know I said I would not <laughs> want to take that on but like we clearly got this down where people should hire us to do sports uh, team logos <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got your marketing strategy planned like the whole thing we know how to do it yeah just but employers. it's just just like put the thought I, yeah, into I it. Yeah, I just feel like these days 
brands are doing things, but they're not they're not communicating enough on a personal level to let like the everyday human understand what they're trying to get across. Like, oh yeah, hundred. They're just putting out this whole new logo and be like, this is it, blah blah. blah. Like, yes, they've got new marketing materials and everything, but imagine seeing that marketing material with someone in it that you can relate to. Yeah. You just, you've got to bring people along on the ride. You've got to make it feel like they were part of the journey, feel like they contributed or were consulted or were considered. Like you don't just like force change on people. When I say they, you know, these brands shouldn't change um, after they get negative backlash. I don't mean that they should just shove it down people's throat. Just the way you execute it could be better. Bring people along, Mm -hmm. make sure that they feel like a little bit of ownership of the new thing especially because they're so passionate about yeah, it they already feel ownership of the old thing and you took it away you need to make sure that they feel ownership of the new thing as well i 100 percent agree with that absolutely there's actually been another big brand that has done a backflip yeah i was I, i'm so intrigued that there's so many brands that actually yeah, do this. when i was looking this up i was like there's a lot <laughs> I can't believe it. So Gap, the American clothing store, rebranded in 2010 mm. and people absolutely despised the new logo so much. <laughs> they changed back in a week. Back a week. It was a – look, it, it was a choice. It was quite the logo. The So it, people, if they think of the Gap logo, it's like a really, really, really narrow – it's like a blue square. It's got white text. It's yep. really narrow. It says Gap in like serif writing. Yep. They rebranded it with like just gap in, I don't know what font, but like the most generic <laughs> sans serif font. Bit of Helvetica. Yeah, probably Helvetica with like a blue square slightly overlapping the P. And also oh, it cuts off the letter. Like a little, like in the corner of the piece, just overlapping the. Yeah, right. Counter. Yeah. Not, whatever that circle bit of the letter form is called. We went to uni. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, overlapping that and it's like got a subtle gradient through the blue square. Like <sighs> <laughs> No words. Yeah. I get that you were trying to do something there, but it didn't didn't people didn't love it. And I can see why people didn't love it. I wonder what research they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know that they did much to use a consultation there. Oh, so like goes with the point in you saying like if you make a really bad move. You might have to do yeah. the rebrand. Look, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe Gap did did do a huge amount of research. Yeah, and we can't judge that. But it just seems unlikely given the outcome. It like, like that was a huge, a huge shift. Not just in visuals. That's a huge shift in like who you're presenting yourselves as. Mm-hmm. You're yep. not saying like where Gap, which even like they used to be called the Gap, and then they dropped the the, and people still call it the Gap. Like. There are some brand decisions that you make and people are just going to ignore. Um, but I just feel like they tried to like become this futuristic, <laughs> modern, I don't know, like artistic. With the blue, with the blue gradient. Yeah, they were just, it's just so, it's way too minimal and out of left field. Like I just feel like they were trying too hard to change who they are. You can rebrand, you can reposition yourself, but when you're when you're gap, you kind of can't. Like mm. you you might gradually shift your positioning, like the way you communicate with people. You might like 
Target and Kmart have done it here. They used to be like considered daggy. Now they're so trendy. Mm -hmm. And especially Target is getting like, especially in their clothes and their promotions. And like, I see their website and like their email marketing and stuff. And it's like, this looks like a cute little boutique. Like it's, they've really changed, but it's been gradual. It's been gradual. Yeah. And it's been like towards a, I guess like a more aspirational position whereas gap just being like we're no longer this we're modern and avant-garde and come along be artistic with us like you just you can't do that that's kind of what like i don't understand like it's one thing to change your brand identity but you would focus around your like pillars and your tone of voice and your personality and your personas first before like gravitating to that because if you can reshift like target has by just changing those things within the brand strategy yeah and like really growing growing that brand strategy to shift the target market like there was no point for target like target yes they've had a refresh Mm. but they haven't rebranded no they still their circle with their target yeah it's just like a fresh uh a modern more modern uh typeface that they've implemented into their branding and like just like the stuff outside of the logo like the you know campaigns and stuff it's like at the moment it's very like lots of like earthy tones like Mm -hmm. very on trend like very trendy like their linen Yes. Like their bed linen. Yeah. Trendy as. Very trendy. So it's possible to do that, but it's got to be really gradual and it kind of has to be in a direction that reads the reads the room, that mm. reads the market. And I like, don't... I feel like Target have done it without people actually noticing. No, exactly. I feel like it was like they were daggy one day and then like a few years later, it's like, oh, I actually like... Target's great. I guess she'll be a Target. Yeah, not that I, I mean, Target's, Target has always, I've always shopped at Target, but it's just become a lot trendier. It's a, a lot more on trend. Yeah, I agree. And like, yeah. No, I just agree. Yeah. I'm just going to leave that there. So, so I could go on for hours. I feel like overall, if you do the work before you launch the rebrand, stick to your guns, like don't bow to, to, to negative backlash. If you don't do, don't do the work beforehand and it's received negatively. <laughs> Maybe you do need to backflip a little bit. Yeah. Backflip? Backflip. Backflip. But also just like think about do I need a whole new brand or do I just need a brand refresh? Yeah. Do I need to go back and look at my my brand strategy and my business got like my business strategy? Yeah. Do I just need to refresh and expand that and like make that grow before I tackle anything else? Like I feel like there's a lot of little things you can do before you hit the big guns and do a full massive brand refresh. Yeah. And that's something to remember is that brand strategy, looking at your target audiences, your values, your vision for the future. Those things are not just for when you start out. You can do those things. You need to go back to them. Yeah. You should go back to them. But if you're five years in, 10 years in, 20 years in, it's like that stuff is not just reserved for when you start out. Do it again now if you need to do it. Yeah, because you might have new goals now. You might have like a different direction or you can see a gap within the market now that isn't being hit and you can re-strategize everything to then be like, okay, well, this is the gap. Mm -hmm. We've identified that gap. Then let's go and let's tackle it and let's do it by setting these goals and let's tackle it by hitting these brand pillars and getting that out there. Exactly. I love brands. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think that about wraps it up. Um, if you if you enjoyed this, let us know. Come chat to us. Uh, we are at, on Instagram and we are on TikTok at the WCN Pod. Come say hi and stay tuned for whatever comes next. Bye. Bye.